0: Got a gun in your face and nothing left to contract Little disheveled It's the one and only dogs of no nation. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dawn. Snoop
1: <laughs> Copyright Strike.
0: Straight off the bat.
1: Yeah. First minute. Yeah. You you sound so much like Nate Dogg, they're gonna be like, oh shit. Copyright strike right there. Who's who's Nate Dogg? He's the he's the guy, he's the guy who does like whenever you're listening to like n- not whenever but like there's a lot of tracks like Ice Cube Dre um, Snoop Dogg the one who's doing the like hold up and like actually doing the mixing and the beat that's Nate Dogg okay so like he you've you've heard him before he's just not usually he's like, the shoutcaster. Yeah and also he's like the guy who puts the beat on. Like I mean Is he the one who goes Jason Derulo? Or uh, no, is that Jason Derulo? No no no. It's not quite like that. Is that Jason Derulo who says that? Or is that I, think, like I think it's Jason Derulo who says that. I I can't get behind someone who says their own name at the start of a song. The only person I can do that for is Kid Rock because Kid Rock You got to have some big testicles to literally like start your career as a musician by screaming your stage name. It's like, dude, who are you? <laughs> well, he answered my question. Kid, his, name Kid, is, his name is his name is Kid Rock. Kid Rock, Definitely. Welcome. I'm, I'm welcome.
0: Wel welcome to you, Ethan. I'm Rob Thornhill. With me, joined by my larger, more flamboyant, Ameri- more American, more, def- well, more American, definitely more co-host, American co-host, Ethan Thomas. Yes, that's right. Would you like a
1: more decisive introduction? Like, I mean, with less self-doubt? I mean, no, th- that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you, those are all accurate things to say about me. Anywho. Anywho. We are, we are
0: we are doing a podcast about music. Right. I've got some Nirvana news for you, yo. Oh, really? Nirvana is getting sued. Okay. Nirvana, not, like, the band, because, like...
1: Well, you know the astral plane in Hinduism. I got it. Uh,
0: the, no, I, well, I mean not the ba- you know the the business conglomerate which now identifies as Nirvana or whatever it is. Sure. Like, yeah, the br- the brand. Yeah. So Nirvana is being sued for using art from an illustration based on Dante's Inferno. Wait, what? Uh, you you already have Dante's Inferno. Yeah. The um. The Divine Comedy. The Divine Comedy. I
1: Which, At this point, I would assume is you know public. Maybe yeah, it's public is... domain, but the art is not, I suppose. Um, um, okay, fair. Well,
0: you know, there's, there's like the nine circles of hell, yeah. and like they've got some writing in them. And you got uh, you got Nirvana. Um, the T-shirt, so it's got Nirvana, it's got them on it, and I will show you. And then on the back, you've got it says Nirvana, uh, fudge packing, crack smoking, Satan worshiping motherfucker.
1: Wow, that's pretty
0: rock and roll.
1: Yes, yeah, that's pretty rock and roll. Is that is that on the shirt or is that like the? It's, the, on, the, it's on the
0: back of the shirt. And here you go.
1: Oh, I know that art. All right. It's a T-shirt that was made back in 1989. I mean, yeah. The bands like, like not. People as people, people can squeeze money out of it, and I'm sure they'll give it their their damnedest. You know.
0: Heir of prominent British artist. Oh wow. Um, C. W. Scott Giles filed a suit alleging elite alleging. 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 That Nirvana ripped off Scott Giles' illustration of Dante's circles of upper hell. Scott Giles' granddaughter filed the suit. She needs to get a life. Yeah, she really does. She needs to get a life. She's probably making bank from that book. Maybe. Childish Gambino. Oh, I love him. Faces copyright infringement claim over This Is America. I hate him. <laughs> what happened? I feel bad because I'm not going to be able to say this name remotely like what it is. Rapper Emelike Nwosuhucha who performs as Kid Wes, says the song copied his track, Made in America? I don't know. Well, he claims that This Is America infringes on the copyright of his Made in America.
1: So, I mean, it's one of those things where it sounds like you hear the headline, you're like, oh, well, maybe, because... He claims the chorus or hook of
0: This Is America is unmistakably substantially similar, if not practically identical, to Made in America. we got to check this out. All right. And we'll cut this out, because copyright
1: copyright but you listen to it it's like like he's, he's made in america okay oh. this, <laughs> this guy is like clearly um don't catch you slipping up I,
0: oh. <laughs> plus he could copyright us like That's true. he sounds like he's on the ball when it comes to. <laughs>
1: it's like he's, he's ready for it he's, gunning. <laughs> he's ready for. he is it. gunning
0: uh okay so we listen to the song it's not at all dissimilar
1: yeah um like I, i'm not gonna say i wouldn't say identical but like that is that is real uh that's it's real close. It's real close. The, the rhythm, the drums, the just like the, the it's, it's cadence. The cadence. It's very close to identical. Yeah, the, um, the cadence sounds really similar. I will. I will say that whenever I I listen to Childish Gambino, I think this is America was a striking song. He knew what he was doing. Like when he released it, like he knew he was stealing from. Well, maybe, but like I mean, like he knew he was publishing something that was going to like grab people's attention.
0: Are you familiar with the work of Cardi B? Uh, yes and no. Well, she's also been in the news for copyright infringement. I'm not surprised. Really. Um, she's getting sued over, by Kevin Brophy Jr. Okay. Because of a back tattoo that's on a model. And the model is supposedly called The Six at Six. Like, The Six, Number Six, At Six, the spell six. Okay. Anyway, this uh, this model's back tattoo is featured on the cover of her Gangster bitch music, volume one mixtape. I love it. That
1: guy paid for the tattoo. If he wants it to be somewhere, I suppose. But I get, the thing is that it's like when you use it for something else that's going to make money, it changes things. Like I mean, like for example, uh, no, that's true. Like uh, there's a song. I know this because of like a behind the scenes discussion. But uh, Ninja Sex Party has a song called uh, S- "Eating in the Shower," and they hired the model the that they used in the music video like, quite ahead of time. And, you know, it's about eating food in the shower. That's the punchline. So, like, half of it, is, she is, like, pretty naked in this music video. But in the time between they hired her and they shoot shot the the music video, she got a big, big-ass Legend of Zelda tattoo right on her sternum. And it's, like, you can't. You can't put that in the music video because Nintendo will sue the hell out of you. Nintendo loves suing people. And they do they love suing people. So the behind the scenes They love making their fans the, sad by yeah. taking stuff away <laughs> from them. <laughs> but like so the lead singer uh, Dan was saying like it was extra hard on our makeup crew because, like, every five minutes they had to turn the shower off, towel the girl off, <laughs> and then re-makeup over the tattoo and put her back in the shower. As you were saying that, I just put together the implications that this was being filmed in
0: a shower. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you can just make up over the towel. Uh. Oh. Like filming in a shower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's like every time it's like you start seeing like the colors come out, I was like, ah, shit, cut, cut, cut. Could you not just avoid the sternum? Well, I mean, like, I don't know, this is all back shots, because, like, I, I remember watching the music video, and, like, you can't tell, like, the makeup was really good, but, like, apparently it was, like, a really big, like, to go half her, like, stomach area, so. Anyway, I can understand, you know, it's a shame, because I kind of agree with you, it's like, well, you know, like, you're not selling the product, it's just what, you know, one of those unfortunate kind of deals. It is. Um, is. I've got one more bit of news
0: for you. Cool. A 5,000-person outdoor music festival was held without masks or social distancing to study how COVID-19 spreads in Liverpool City. That sounds like an Onion article. That sounds like it's the start of a Resident Evil movie. It also does that, yeah. What do you think about that? The way it's worded, like, is that really how it went down? Like, an outdoor music festival was held without masks or social distancing to study how COVID nineteen spreads. If I type in
1: Liverpool COVID concert, that will. Let's find out. Because the thing is, the first thing that pops into my there's two things that pop in my head. The first one is that seems like horrible. Like that seems like you can't you could you can't get away with that. They did it to study it. They said yes, we're going to expose thousands of people to the virus because they said they were willing to because they wanted to go to a live concert. But we're doing it specifically because we want them to catch the virus so we can measure how it spreads. That sounds super illegal. I'm pretty sure it's true.
0: Um,
1: it's in The Guardian, oh, which is a respected news. Yeah, I like The Guardian. That's fascinating. That's, I mean, part of me, that's that's wild. So, I mean, obviously, those people probably had to sign something. They probably had to, like, all commit and say, yeah, we're willing to do this. But, like, that still sounds kind of effed up. The weekend has refused to
0: walk back to the Grammys. Boycott. W- w- refuses to walk back Grammys boycott despite the elimination of secret committees
1: as in this is a
0: confusing headline in a lot of ways the, 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 um yeah, I, I think I understand. he's that the weekend is like saying like the grammy the secret is... commit the secret committees of the grabbies are uh, have been identified yeah and they uh, supposedly supposedly being eliminated the weekend is still being like nah i'm it. not having this i'm not going um what do you what do you think he would, he's going to do with his grammy if he gets one
1: is oh, he nominated okay. I, I, I probably, I mean, dude, Blinding Lights, like, he has to be nominated for Grammy. That's, like, it's been in the top ten forever. Wow. Uh, Blinding Lights is pretty good. It's got kind of a, it almost has kind of, like, a Tame Impala kind of feel, where, like, it's a bit more trancy and, like, 80s, like, 80s wave, you know what I mean? Like, vapor wave. Um, but it's a it's a nice song. I I kind of, I kind th- still think the 2015 album's my favorite of the weekends, but... Uh, he has some really good new songs, too.
0: Didn't he do something weird like, a, f- a football show or, like,
1: a like some sort of... He did the halftime show uh, at the Super Bowl. And the thing is, a lot of people who, like, don't know a lot about The Weeknd, I'm, I'm not, like, an expert at all, but he basically, like, played up a story arc across albums that he did in real life. So it's, like, he basically like, altered himself physically, and, like, if you were just watching it, you'd be like, what the hell is this? Again, I don't know that much about it, but it is kind of an interesting read if you like performance art kind of stuff. I'm into performance art. I mean, what my, do you mean he altered himself physically? Like... Like, was he getting a nose job, He, or? he showed up... Uh, I forgot if it was to an awards ceremony or if it was during, like, an album release, but basically there was just a bunch of pictures of him with, like, a metric ton of Botox. So, like, his face was just, like, inflated, and it looked like he had gotten minor... Uh, cosmetic surgery everywhere. Okay. And everyone was like, oh my god, he's gone off the deep end. He's <laughs> spending all his money on cosmetic surgery. Holy mother of God. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what? It,
1: oh. <laughs> if you're a British listener, this guy looks like both selected out. But again, like that Oh was, my god. But yeah, like that was temporary because, like, he did, like, bring his face back down so can you is it that easy to just be like i mean if you're rich and you got time and you're crazy enough i'm sure <laughs> you can physically alter yourself and come back pretty dedicated performance art if we're gonna if we're gonna title it that like it's, it pretty, is it's pro- pretty wild
0: no yeah like like the experimental artist in me is like big up to this guy but also like yikes <laughs> oh, like yeah. let me show you both select so you you know kind of what i'm yeah. uh Oh my, oh my. It looks oh. just like it. <laughs> it looks just like it. So this brought on the idea of our feature, controversial mishaps, yeah, or
1: scandals, feuds, like any of those kind of things involving awards. What's going awards. down at the award ceremonies? Let me start in 2001. Eminem, great rapper, if I say so myself, but... Uh, in 2001 Why did you say that like you contributed to his works <laughs> about? yeah uh, you know. great rapper if I do say so myself yeah, you know, damn good I, album I produced the second Matt Marshall <laughs> LP little did you know
0: I'm gonna like check the back of that EP and it's okay. just gonna be Ethan like next Ethan's son yep. arrangement
1: yeah <laughs> I, I did a uh, Monsters so that was me no uh, <laughs> so in 2001 uh, there was a big uh, stink over his alleged homophobia uh, because you know he's written lyrics that are aggressive and not pro gay. Point is, Eminem had angered the uh, the LGBT community in the uh, turn of the se- turn of the millennia. Again, it's like I, I never saw Eminem as like a hater. So you get this story from 2001, where uh, in or in the- I don't know if it was in order to combat that, but just as a matter of like what I don't know, maybe just to kind of like shove it, like say tell people to fuck off. He. uh... Well, he did his performance at the... Was it at the Grammys or was it at the... Yeah, it was at the Grammys. The 2001 Grammys. He did a duet of his song Stan with Elton John. Uh, And, you know, Elton John is possibly the most openly gay musician of all time. So, basically, they performed together and, like, Eminem still couldn't let it lie. So, like, uh, glad the association, uh, or Alliance... Whatever, they went out they were outside the Grammys and they were doing you know, like a picketing protest, like, you know, Eminem hates gay people, he's homophobic, uh, shouldn't buy his stuff. And even after doing like a cool, you know, duet with Elton John and like hugging him on a stage and like you know, being broy with him, when Eminem left the Grammys he flicked off all the people protesting. <laughs> so it's like yeah, that's that's just such an Eminem thing. That's pretty good. Um, then I found out there's a part two to this story. Okay. Where some people were like, man, like, okay, so yeah, like, but he just performed with uh, Elton John as, to be like a poser. Like, oh, yeah, he
0: was like, who's gay and famous?
1: Yeah, let me, let me perform with Elton John. <laughs> and then you find out that in, I think it was 2006, uh, whenever Elton John got, um, I don't, it wasn't married back then because they couldn't get married. So it was like he was domestically partnered with uh, his spouse i think they're married now but basically when he in the 2000s was the equivalent of getting married as a gay man um eminem bought and sent him uh, a wedding gift which were dual gem encrusted dildos <laughs> it's like a loving photo and a letter and uh elton um, john went public about like oh these are great like lo- love you eminem and it's like oh my god I think they're decorative, Rob. I don't think I, 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 don't, I don't think anyone's like he's he's looking at me like why would you put a dildo I inside of you with like... like jewels on it? So yeah, after Britney Spears had her troubles, basically like she was like the perfect like young and sexy '90s idol, which is creepy when you consider she started her career at 16, um, oh. and like "Hit Me, Baby" was literally like written by a bunch of old white men where they dressed up a teenage girl like a sexy schoolgirl and then had her singing about how she's not innocent. And it's like, okay, Britney Spears, God bless her. And I I love Britney Spears. They put her on... Like a sister. (laughs) No, I, I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Um, like a sister, like yeah. an American South sister. Yeah, like they put me on a, she put the poor girl on like a train to self destruction. Is what I'm trying to say. You make someone that young, you put cameras in her face. They did a whole uh, real messed up episode. Their brain's like, gonna implode. Exactly, which basically is what happened in the mid 2000s. She was married to that absolute, you know, like worthless dick Kevin Federline. Um, she had a couple kids. He's worthless. You don't need to look into him. And he wrote some real shitty music. Pardon me, but like. Don't give Kevin Federline any attention. He's really bad. Uh, but she was just on a road to ruin. And then basically when her music was no longer the most popular, it just became, like, popular to lampoon and, like, abuse her. Because it's like, she was popular. No, she's not. Like, let's hate on her. It's like, so you get, like, famous takes like the Chris Crocker, like, leave her alone kind of stuff. The reason I'm saying this all outside of, like, award show stuff is because She'd been through so much that literally had a mental breakdown. She'd shaved her head and went on record as saying, like, she did it so that people would stop taking pictures. But, I mean, they probably took more pictures. No, I mean, like, it's 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 interesting. Like, I remember this, like, pop culture thing is that all the news, that whole year, Britney Spears has a meltdown, shaves her head, and then no one ever talked about her ever again. And then basically in the late, late, to, like, 2010, like, so, like, th- three to four years later she came back she started writing music again she has like a she has a show in vegas i'm pretty sure she still performs i mean i don't know about COVID, but she has like she basically became one of those like i'm retiring from like world touring and posting new stuff it's like i just do shows in vegas for people who still love me and you know i'd love if she's still doing shows i'd love to go see a britney spears concert she the point is i bring this up because when she made her comeback the whole reason i told the little britney spears story is that she makes her comeback and immediately, people are like, "Hey, can you tell us about the mental breakdown?" Blah blah blah. You know, like it's, it's been like years. That's instead. Where like, did you put your yeah, hair? Yeah. So like, instead of like, "Hey, how about the new music?" It's like blah blah blah. So Madonna, oh, oh, oh. entering from stage left, Madonna, <laughs> who I like, Madonna, but hasn't really been relevant for at this point like thirty years, entered the picture with Britney on like the red carpet or whatever carpet it is they're like walking into the awards ceremony and they got the cameras on the uh, pop stars she grabs Britney she screams into the camera she's not your bitch and then she tongue kisses her on camera and it's like whoa <laughs> like oh my god this was not like a i'm going to kiss her and like i'm like like stay away from her it was like fuck you, you people, I, 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 like, real tongue-in-throat kind of and, stuff. And accurate. But Britney is not their bitch.
0: Her song does say, it's Britney, bitch. Right. Not, it's Britney, the bitch. If anything... I'm Britney, you're the bitch. If anything, it's Britney, we're the bitches. Bitch. We, yeah. we, the collective... We... The Royal Way. The Royal Way. The Royal Way. You know, that's... A... Are the bitch. The Royal Way are the bitch. Yeah, exactly.
1: Let's do uh, an, another one, kind of jumping ahead into the future. Miley Cyrus sent a proxy to pick up her award at the VMA. This is just so weird. So, 2014, Miley Cyrus made Wrecking Ball. It is a good music video if you've not seen it. She wins the award, which I think that's fair. It was a great music video. And she sends Jesse. To accept her award for *Wrecking Ball*, who's Jesse? He was, I, and I'm pretty sure he was a model, but basically, right. basically, not a famous model, just like like the six at six, just like a model, yeah, like that kind of thing. And uh, basically, he accepted the award on her, like from, like I said, like I'm, I'm, I'm holding this award for Miley Cyrus. She's, she wanted me to have the time to talk about. Uh, the Homeless Youth of America. Positive message. Weird. The hom- to Homeless Youth, as in, like, children who don't have homes. I mean... Which, like... Okay, positive message. Yeah. Why was, why was Miley Cyrus bringing us up in no award ceremony? See, that, I don't remember it, like, I don't remember very well why she chose that. I, I, maybe it was just something that, you know, the rich pop star heiress to already fortune of a country singer it's kind of like okay like i'm sure maybe she's really passionate about it i don't know but the thing is like like why why miley cyrus and why the vmas and the thing is everybody thought it was a it was a nice message because like he said i think the quote is uh though i may have been invisible on the streets i have a lot of the same dreams that brought many of you here in this like building so basically like i'm no different than you even though, like, I've had it really bad and I grew up on the streets. The awkward thing is that Jesse was, like, a real good-looking model, did not look like a homeless person. <laughs> I don't know if he was a homeless person, oh, but it's so like... she paid a model to pretend to be homeless. To spread a word about homeless people. So it's like, instead of, like... Again, this why not get a homeless person? Exactly. So it's like, this is... I can't say this is factual, completely factual, but the thing is, from hearsay... It's basically like, okay, Miley Cyrus allegedly, I'll say right now, allegedly, hired or had basically a good-looking model come in with, like, who was scripted to talk about homeless youth on camera holding her award and being like, yeah, this is Miley Cyrus's award, by the way, homeless youth in America, uh, you know, God bless, and then walked off. So, it, say, I'm not, I wasn't really telling that story to, like, crap on Miley Cyrus. It's just kind of like what, why, when, like, it's just a weird thing to do here. Like, it's a, I'm not going to bring this up, but it's kind of like, it's just, it takes me to, I guess the finale here. I kind of want to get into it uh, of when people use a platform for something or take a platform for something to say something that is not completely relevant to what the situation is. So... Kanye West... Yes. Uh, yes, I'm already in. Our man, Kanye, during... Bless the, his soul. Yeah, bless, sure. <laughs> during bless his... Kanye for president, 2020... Whatever. Whatever. When, whenever he decides he wants to. Everyone knows Kanye, Taylor, feud of the decade, I guess you want to say it. Like, he literally, they wrote songs about this. It was at the VMAs in... 2009, Taylor Swift wins best, like, music video, so huge, huge award, really big deal, and remember, in 2009, Taylor Swift was popular, of course, but she wasn't, like, the, uh, like, she was still doing, like, sort of half country, half pop, um, mostly, like, her on her acoustic and singing about, like, high school breakups, like, you know, very stereotypical, oh, that's what Taylor Swift is. This before, like, her major, uh, major stuff. But, man, uh, she was 19 years old when this happened. Oh! Yeah. Kanye! Put yourself in her shoes. You're 19, you've been writing music for years, and like, you know, you're, you like, you're well-known and loved by mostly younger girl demographic. Like, you, you gotta feel for Taylor, cause like, she just kind of had to stand there and take it. Cause like, even as a 19 year old, Taylor Swift's a smart business lady. She knows like, if she like strikes back, it's just gonna blow up in her face. Swift, the song was You Belong With Me, which uh, if you're not into pop, maybe you don't know it, but You Belong With Me was like probably one of the biggest pop songs, end of 2000. However, can't say I disagree with Kanye. I disagree with what he did. I don't disagree with what he said. Because the reason he took the mic... Do you I,
0: yeah, it's... Um, so he was like, basically, um, Beyonce did like one of the best music videos or something. He, and
1: he literally grabbed the microphone and said, Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce <laughs> had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. Then he handed the mic back to her and jumped off stage. Here's the thing. The music video was single, ladies. Which is a great music video. I mean, like, is that
0: the one where it's her and like two ladies? It's and like it's
1: black and white. Yeah, and, they're doing the iconic like bend dance, where they're like doing the bend pop and they they're waving the hands in the air. Like people, it's were not. Doing, it's not the, one of the greatest music videos of all time. It's the. the, the reason, it's good. This, it's the, nice. The, the reason it was so
0: popular, I and, guess, it's kind of minimalistic in a way, which is cool. But I, it's
1: it's. I appreciate your. Uh, it's a. It's your, like outsider take on it. It's Beyonce
0: it's, doing a dance. The reason
1: Americans. It's, it's, people, it's Beyonce doing a dance. What else do you need? I mean, <sighs> hyperbolic, yes. My point being, people love that music video for a lot of reasons. Dance was great. Music was song. The song was fantastic. But overall, it was Beyonce was in a trio in the '90s. She was part of Destiny's Child, and great. That's who the other two girls in the video were. They were Destiny's Child. They came back. Oh to do my this. God! What so a like, journey! So exactly. So I have like, no.
0: I'm feeling hyped, and I don't know who yeah. these people are. So
1: people see the other two members of Destiny's Child dancing with her. They're like, "Holy, it's Destiny's Child!" Like they can, they're they're with Beyonce right there on the stage with her. Like just like the '90s. So like people were losing their minds over it. It was pretty fun. And like. I mean, I was a really little in the '90s. Not like I was like Destiny's Child is my favorite, but like I knew of Destiny's Child because they were huge. So I I agree that I think Single Ladies probably should have won instead of you know You Belong to Me. They were both good pop songs. I just like Beyonce better than Taylor Swift, but that's my opinion. I um, point is, yeah, she like... was a 19 year old girl. <laughs> Kanye was already established and really popular, like. And the dude, it's not even steal your thunder. It's just, like, completely, like, break your moment. Like, this is your moment. Like, it's like if you won the Oscars for best film or best director, and then somebody ran over and smacked you in the knee with a baseball bat. It's like, like, can I, I just <laughs> want to say thank you. Like, I, I don't, why you need to do this to me? He could have sent a tweet. At
0: least he started with, I'm going to let you finish. Right.
1: Uh, he and he did it again. <laughs> what really? Yeah, that, that, yeah to Taylor. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a different. It was a. <laughs> Who did he do it to? Was it with Beck that he tried to do it to? I want to see. Is it was it Beck? Yeah, so Beck. It, it was Beck. <laughs> like
0: are you Kanye doing? should have taken the mic from Beck.
1: Wait, that's that's the title. Kanye of the should
0: have taken the mic from Beck at the He Should have. He tried. You read oh. it, you get the... Right, as Beck was about to accept his award over Beyonce and Sam Smith, he's jumping to Beyonce's defense again. I think Is there something going on with...
1: No, because Beyonce doesn't need that. I think Kanye just wishes he was married to Beyonce. That's what I'm saying. Instead of Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. I've I've thought that for a long time. Oh. Wow. I mean, everyone uh, wishes they were married. I, I wish I was married to Beyonce. Like, good lord...
0: West walked on stage, extended his hand towards the microphone, and then smiled and returned to his seat. Oh. So he didn't. He tried to. He tra- No, he, I don't think he tried to. I think he was doing a thing. He was like doing a bit. <laughs> he was referencing that fat time where he, where he... He
1: was memeing himself. He was memeing himself. The meme lord.
0: You know what? I like Kanye. I'm back on board with Kanye. I'm back on board with Kanye. I'm a Beck fan. But
1: I'm absolutely back on board with Kanye. Dude, Beck does not look immune. <laughs> <laughs> he he, mm. he was he was getting ready to throw hands, which I'd love to see Beck throw hands because he doesn't seem like the kind of person. Yeah, it seems like he would blow over in the wind. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Read what West said to E News. Well, uh, the Grammys. If they want
0: real artists to come back, they need to stop playing with us. West told E News. Beck needs to respect artistry. And he should have given his award to Beyoncé. And at this point, we're tired of it because what happens is when you keep on diminishing art and not respecting the craft and smacking people in the face after they deliver monumental feats of music, you're disrespectful to inspiration.
1: Because what has Beck done that's artistic? Let's be. But
0: also, like, that entire paragraph is like riddled with. Right. It doesn't make a lot of sense. This
1: is the utterings of a madman. I mean, he's absolutely chaotic. This is the, it's just. It's, it's wild, man. So yeah, that's, that, 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 I can't beat that. Cause like that became like an institution in popular music, Kanye versus Taylor, all because of that moment where, I don't know if the man was drunk or if he was just high on himself, which it's Kanye. So definitely. Was high there a buildup
0: after those two songs rated or
1: not really? I mean, it just kept building up more and more because of social media and stuff. That was, like, the birth of, oh, Kanye might be insane. And, like, when he makes a comment, like, he should have respected musicians and art and given his award to Beyoncé, so Beyoncé would have had an award that said winner of 2016 VMA Beck. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Beyoncé doesn't want that award. She already has hundreds of amazing awards for great music.
0: Would you like to hear about some British award ceremonies? Yeah, I I know nothing. This is a recent piece of news from the NMA, which is... Don't ask me what it stands for. It's a magazine predominantly, so it could be something like New Magazine England. Okay. It probably isn't that. Though it independ- mostly focuses on like indie bands. Not necessarily independent, but like the indie rock scene. Yeah, I know what you mean. And in a recent award, well, not super recent, but like February, a guy called Slow Tie. So Slow Tie, there's an award host called Catherine Ryan. I think she's Canadian. And basically, he got on stage with her Laying on a lot of sexual innuendos to this host who is a comedian as well. Here's some examples. This was on live television in Britain. Smell my cologne. Smells good, don't it? He tells the comedian before leaning in to seemingly kiss her cheek. After she pushed him away, Slowtie continued to make suggestive comments. Baby girl, baby girl, I don't want to have to do this to you right now. But everybody, she needs to understand the levels right now. If you want to do something, see me later. She wants me to tend to her flowers. You ain't never had no one play with you like that. Stop playing with me. Slowtie was halfway through his acceptance speech when an audience member then tried to yell at him, calling him misogynistic. Yeah. Warranted. Absolutely warranted. Um, Prompting the rapper to throw his microphone into the direction, after which he called out, Thank you for ruining my speech. Thank you very much, waste man." Anyway, like, this is kind of like turned into a big thing and she was like um sending some twitter messages being like he didn't make me uncomfortable this is why we need women in positions of power here he had lost the moment he opened his mouth to me and against me as a comic not as a woman yeah like um, he lost i was operating two out of ten what a sweet boy i defused it uh, but she's got slammed after saying that for saying um you shouldn't use sarcasm to mask discomfort because it doesn't excuse what he did he since, like, said some stuff like, oh, yeah, I was drunk. I'm not going to drink again. I was a bit of an asshole. I think, like, you know, stuff like that on live TV coming out after a few drinks doesn't really, like... Yeah. You're a bit of a bastard. <laughs> yeah. If,
1: if all it takes is, like, yeah, I got a little drunk and then I started verbally, sexually harassing this woman on live television. It's like, uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't be allowed on live television. Maybe you should check yourself for... Yeah. Maybe you should tend your own flowers. <laughs> Tend to your own flowers, slow tie. Yeah, pervert.
0: you've got any flowers to yeah. begin with. Have you, have you heard of the Brits? Like, the people of England? <laughs> there's an awards called, there's a music award called the Brits. I've not heard of this. And it's basically the biggest music award in England. I'm gonna give you some random tidbits and then I've got an absolute belter to finish on. But I'm gonna give you some random bits first. Jarvis Cocker, who is the frontman of a, um, a British kind of indie-ish band called Pulp. He invaded the stage of Michael Jackson, the Brits, while Michael Jackson was performing "Earth Song," and "Earth Song" has got a lot of Christ-like imagery of like him being on, like, oh here I am am on the poles, like winds blowing against me. Um, And Michael Jackson deal with it. And Jarvis Cock had gone on the stage and showed him his arse, and uh, then got taken off the stage and was taken by the police for questioning for supposedly injuring three of the children that Michael Jackson had gathered around him during this time
1: that guy showed Michael Jackson his bare ass with children on the stage no
0: he's bare I, I think read, it said brackets clothed oh like his pants were on but he, he mooned him kind of cheekily just shaked his butt at him he, like he shaked his ass at him and was just like it was protest of, of Jackson equating himself to Christ I mean yeah. he was since uh, yeah I mean yeah like say what you will about Michael Jackson we're not gonna go into that right now yeah he shouldn't be equating himself to Christ. Right. Have you heard of Chumba Wumba?
1: Yeah, everyone in America knows Chumba Wumba, but they don't know they know Chumba Wumba.
0: They threw a bucket of iced water over Labour cabinet member John Prescott. John Prescott. This is John Prescott, who is basically like a right-wing guy in the what claimed to be the left-wing party. Hmm. And he was at the the awards trying to show he was cool,
1: and they, they oh, threw a bucket of water over him. That is one way to automatically look lame. <laughs> I just love it as Chumbawamba. It's like, who are these rap scallions tossing water on me? I don't think British people talk like that. The band
0: Chumbawumba.
1: Yeah. i got some real stuff here, though. Bear with me one minute. Technically I like, like, this these. is real stuff. As we know, Chumbawamba is a figment of our collective imagination. <laughs> um, I get knocked down, but I don't get up again. That's the only song Americans know, by the way. Tub thumping. If, it's the only song anyone knows by them. Fair enough.
0: So, are you familiar with um, Songstress Adele?
1: Oh yes. What you, What are your thoughts on Adele? She's she consistently writes powerful and catchy music. Great performer. Oh yeah. Are you aware of the band
0: Blur? Yes. One of the Huge. top two overrated over overrated overrated. They don't exist. <laughs> One of the top two overrated British bands of the early nineties.
1: With along with Oasis.
0: Along with Oasis, this was during the twenty twelve Brit Awards, and Adele had won the award for Album of the Year. Oh, wow. She'd won the award for Album of the Year. A Blur was set to do a 10-minute kind of medley of their songs at the end. I'm just going to plug this up top. I cannot stand medleys, and I hate the idea of them. I absolutely despise the idea of medley. anytime, time, every single time I've any kind of a music awards show or, like, any kind of performance... And have been like playing a bit of their song, and then instantly it's just like the tempo is just like um, um, and then a different they launch into a chorus of a different song. I'm like, I wanna kill myself and I wanna kill everyone in this band that's performing <laughs> me. I despise medleys of a passion. I hate it. It's cringy, it makes me feel a bit sick. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like I don't <laughs> But at Blur, we're gonna do like a ten minute medley of all their biggest hits. Oh Which is kind of not good because I'm I'm actually a Blur fan, especially when I was younger. I used to love Blur. And they've got some bangers, but it's always their unknown songs. You put up uh, a medley of their most famous songs, you're in for a rough time. And uh, Adele was doing her acceptance speech. Now, the Brits was quite closely tied on time and what they could achieve. Oh, yeah. And um, your favourite bipedal cat singer, James Corden... Oh, God. I love that you refer to him like that, but God. Your favorite bipedal singing cat, James Corden, was hosting the Brits at this time. So one of the, great, one of the greatest singers of her time with the most awful man of his time <laughs> and one of the most overrated bands of their time. So basically he had to cut her off to lead into Blur during that 10 minute thing. And the controversy came because Adele gave the camera the finger.
1: As she should.
0: Power to you, girl. Yeah. Power to you. Dogs of no nation are with you. Anyway, that's a nice little moment for you there. That's um, funny, man. That's like, pretty good. I
1: mean, it's sad, but, like, I feel sad for Adele. It's
0: time to give you the headline piece of news for this feature. I'm excited. Uh, which is involving an artist no one will ever have heard of, including me, before I read this, called the V the, the,
1: the K-L-F. The K-L-F. Sounds like a radio channel. But...
0: Um... What does Kate Left stand for, you might ask? Uh, Killing Ladies Forthright. They are also known as the Justified Ancients of Moo Moo, the Time Lords, K Foundation, 2K, K2 Plant Higher. What? Yeah, I don't really know. So, they're a British electronic band. They release hip-hop-inspired sample-heavy records. They pioneered stadium house music. That ambient sounds,
1: house. That sounds contradictory. It. I <laughs> a stadium house music. It we're a, gonna chill out. It's a
0: very fair point. One
1: hundred thousand people in the stage. Let's <laughs> chill the fuck out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they were accepting an award, best British group, which was shared with Simply Red. They were booked to open the show. The duo. So this is an electronic pop dance duo. They collaborated on this show. Unexpected collaboration. It was not in the bookings. It was not like you're going to perform with these guys. They collaborated with grindcore metal band Extreme Noise Terror to perform a death metal version of the dance song 3am Eternal. Ooh,
1: that's, that's <laughs> exciting.
0: A performance that prompted conductor Sir George Salty to walk out in disgust. So yeah, so they did, they did this kind of like poppy kind of like a duo, electronic duo. They do weird performance stuff. Apparently, I don't, it's really confusing. If you know anything about this group, please message in the comments and tell us. Share share your knowledge because I looked this up and I don't know. I don't understand. They seem like a very when you listen to their music, they seem like a very pop electronic kind of deal. But this was interesting. They collaborated with grandcore death metal kind of like group. Um, conductors are walking out, being like, "This is messed up, man. I'm not in it for this." You probably won't get grindcore metal in the Grammys either. No. The performance ends with the drummer, uh, Billy Drummond, or Bill Drummond. <coughs> His name's drum. He gets to the front of the stage and he proceeds to unload a magazine of blanks from an a, um, an antique machine gun onto the audience. Oh, oh. The, the front man, or whoever, someone, then announces that K. L. F. for leaving the music industry. A motorbike career comes to accept the award on the band's behalf and gets shooed away. End of the story at the awards show, at the after party, the group then drop off a dead sheep, which had something written on it, with something like "I died for you," with "you" oh. spelt E-W-E. That's terrible. Their award that they won on this night, uh, found. This was in 1992, by the way. The award was later found in 1993, buried under
1: a field by Stonehenge like what the actual fuck I'm still blown away no pun intended sadly about the just the the gun thing like oh my god (laughs) you can't spray bullets into a crowd of people I don't care for blanks that's how the crow died What's his name? That's how Bruce Lee's son died. What was his name? Kevin Lee, something like that. Yeah, that's the best story the Brits have got to offer you. I'm, it's I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty away.
0: good. Um, I did forget about something I wanted to tell you about, which is um involving a band called the Libertines. So uh, these guys are like kind of grungy in their lifestyle, not in their music. And um, one of the singer frontmen is a duo frontman kind of shindig, and he's called Pete Doherty. And he, there was a lot of scandal in the news about them taking a heroin and all this kind of stuff together. And his co frontman Carl Barat, he was either on holiday or something after they won an award. And um, Pete Doherty broke into his house and stole his antique guitar and his Brits award.
1: He stole his award? Like...
0: <laughs> well, it was their award, I guess. But oh. he had it in the house. And I see. Pete was like, I want it. It's for me. Right. And supposedly, this, this, these guys needed to have a, a bouncer in their rehearsal space with them to stop them from killing each other. That is
1: ridiculous. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Two like, years from now, bro. <laughs> well, listen, like I was saying, we, we can have spats all we want, but it's like, if, if you if you literally can't work together because someone's going to actually hurt the other person. Maybe don't be in a band anymore. Or maybe just find a different band to be a part of. Like, good goodness gracious. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done when you're famous, so... I mean, like, Guns N' Roses hated each other. They never actually tried to murder each other. That brings me on to a random Guns
0: N' Roses fact I have for you. Which is, um, maybe at like an MTV Awards. Mm. So, Kurt Cobain had like a big spout with Axel Rose. Axel Rose is all like, oh, yeah, him and Courtney Love are doing heroin. They're talking about alternative rock and saying that we're macho, like, misogynistic assholes. Like, Which, I mean, like, you know. They are. Yeah. Um, and he's like, screw them, they're doing heroin. But they were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but to, to be fair, everyone's right here. <laughs> Everyone is right. There's no debate that. And, like, supposedly, like, I don't know. I think there's a step I've missed out. But, um, oh, yeah, like, Axel Rose kind of, like, told, like, Cobain to, like, shut his bitch up. Ooh. When he walked past Cobain and Courtney Love. something like that I remember reading it in something Guns N' Roses were going to do a performance of like November Rain or something it was a piano-y one because they had a a piano and um, supposedly supposedly the band Nirvana um, then proceeded to spit all over the keyboard of this piano much to their shock and regret and chagrin they realised that Guns N' Roses were actually doing a duet with Oh,
1: no. With Elton John. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, no. Rough. Yeah, that is... He doesn't need that. No, Elton John does not deserve that. Like, you couldn't have, like, cut the strings on Slash's guitar or something. That guy did crocodile rock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. He did, but...
0: He most certainly did. Is that the feature?
1: Yeah. I um, think that's the feature. That's the feature. So, yeah, that's that's some crazy... I gotta admit, man, like... Awards are messed up. They are, and, like, the thing is, like, American awards, there's just so much, like, beef and, like, catty, like, like, sc- like, scandal and insane But, like, British awards are, like, b- seem so much more, like, intense and violent. Like, mm. people are throwing shit at each other. A little bit gross. They're killing sheep. Yeah, and
0: like, ours are a lot more just, like, ugh. Like, like ugh. <laughs> No. What's the lesson here? What have we learned? Uh. Over than what we already said, that awards are meaningless and people whine about them too much about them being meaningless
1: i would i would say the, the the key here is put put stock into the music you like not the not the musician not the industry like the industry' is never gonna die they don't need you paying your pennies to be obsessed with it it's just negative energy it can be a little entertaining but I just feel like it's the same thing I feel like with uh what do they call it uh, like oh reality TV it's like at the end of the day, this is like the publicity schlock. It's like if you enjoy it, I'm not insulting you. Like i mean, it's fine if you enjoy it, you can you feel right at home enjoying it, but I just think it's kind of a waste. Like you don't need the no award word yeah, to say I mean, that.
0: That's all very well and true, but I disagree with you entirely. I think
1: <laughs> I want a Grammy, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do want a Grammy.
0: Um I'm accepting Grammys. Dogs of Donation at gmail.com. Just send the email um, email to the <laughs> Grammy box, <laughs> we'll is, take it. Um, I think indulge in this crazy world of awards, make it worse, egg the musicians on. But we're moving on. It's time to move on to our famous section. You've been listening to what I usually listen to, and I've been listening to what you usually listen to. For this section, me and Ethan are listening to an album that each other enjoy. For Robert, I picked Tyler the Creator's 2000. Tyler the Creator's Igor. Yeah. Almost. First of all, arrogant name. Tyler, the creator. Anyway, overall, it was a journey I liked. What I'll shoot into is that I understand why you like it a lot. Because, so this is electronic, this is Mm hip-hop. But there's a lot of prog style in this. In terms of, if you look at it structurally and musically, they're not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight. And there's a lot of points in that where it's like, this is a musical change that I didn't expect. So the start and the finish are great examples of what the overall album is. Absolutely. Mm. And the overall album's kind of style is its pretty cool. If you've ever seen the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, oh, this yeah. is absolutely a, an album that would be in that movie. Like, I'll agree with you that it's its a cool space to be in. It's a cool, like, chill kind of atmosphere. It's a nice atmosphere. There's a lot of songs that go on the same kind of theme, which is another kind of, like, prog yeah. rock kind of thing, where it's not it's not just about, like, yeah, these songs have, like, They'll go wild structurally, but then if you look at on um, the context of an album, like it's a very thematic album, and every, it's a great song, but every song's the same. Um, yeah, no, I feel that for a lot of it. Yeah. Now that's that, this was my initial insight. Yeah, a lot of heartbreak. Uh, yeah, like you know, there's definitely like themes running out. There's a lot of like running and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like there's a lot of it's it's mostly about like movement, about running away from something, which. It's relatable, for sure. Yeah. Not too precise. There's a lot of cliche. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's the odd, like, um, a lot of songs begin or end with a bit of, a, like, a, a, a spoken word line. Right. And it's like, a, there is a spoken word, like, seven-second song. And that stuff's very cliche. If you're, if you're driving a car late at night, passing some streetlights, and you're tripping balls on psychedelics, <laughs> this is a good album to listen to. Uh, suggested for you Some of the songs That I noted That like really Kind of like Hit out of nowhere I think is great It's got a really Cool rhythm to it Yeah the bump, bump, And bump, bump, then
1: that, bump, that bump, Like that 80s synth Like you said wow.
0: Yeah Magic Wand I liked a lot Because it mm. had like This angry kind of Bass synth Like that's a lot more Kind of like The kind of like Angry underground Hip hop that I kind of
1: dig I figured like that And there's one more I think after this one It's like it would be more your more Yeah it was cool I liked it
0: And then um, Gone, Gone was a really good follow to that. Yeah. Because it's that really kind of like acoustic guitar come in and like that ballad. Yeah. It's
1: really pretty and the girl starts singing. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's a very good way of kind of like album sequencing. Um, And it's really cool. Like you'll check, if if you listen to the album, you will kind of like check your iPhone just to be like, have we changed to a different song? Mm. Really cool. I'm a big fan of an artist called St. Vincent. Have you yeah. heard of her?
1: Yeah, she just released a new music
0: video. Yeah, she's awesome. And in a lot of ways, she is an indie rock version of this guy's hip hop, or this guy's a hip hop version of her indie. They do execution in a popular style, but they take a lot of classical and contemporary experimental kind of like approaches to like structure, and it makes it kind of cool. That being said, again, there was a lot of areas where I was kind of like this is a bit Meh, this is a bit repetitive it's a lot of this is like it's a good song but it's the same song
1: again and again yeah i would um, yeah i would definitely recommend uh, goblin which is like real early tyler because it's a completely different guy yeah like clearly over the last 10 years a lot happened to him because like in this you can tell he's like he's kind of torn up and he's singing about getting through this time in his life it's like
0: it the whole album's about running
1: yeah Goblin is a lot of like, fuck you, fuck me, fuck everything, everything's fucked, and I hate myself. And it's like really intense. And there's a lot of that kind of like, not I won't say rambling, but like lyrics that don't necessarily make sense, but they're just very visceral. And it's like, ah. So there's a song called Yonkers, and I've always loved it so much there's a line where he talks about stabbing bruno mars in the esophagus it's fantastic <laughs> yeah it's and, and stab bruno mars in the goddamn I'm back esophagus. on board yeah it's a, it's a really cool album but it's super aggressive and it turned a lot of mainstream people off him from the get-go because he was it was like goth rap it was just really dark and visceral and gross kind of imagery
0: So what rap needs yeah rap you know needs a bit more like i think for, for our next stuff like i'll send you some real underground alternative rap stuff cool. that I like. I'd um, be interested to see what you think. Yeah. Anyway, to finish off, off on my thoughts of Tyler the Creator's Igor, um, firstly, I'm going to read you out my notes, which can, you can kind of think of as a long-form poem. So, Igor's theme. Running, running, running. High synth. Running out of time. Low synth. Police TV show. Mm. Sometimes you gotta close a door to open a window. Oh
1: yeah, that's a good one.
0: Exactly what you're running from. Rhythm, song, I think. Yes, it's good. I don't know where I'm going. Magic wand, on the spectrum, brother says. Angry bass synth. Stream of consciousness. Roll of a dice. Beginner's luck, murder she wrote. What's good is good. Oh, gone, gone is a good follow to this. Hip-Hop St. Vincent, Grammar Boy. <laughs> yeah, it's very slam poem. Anyway, we're going to have a rating system for this, listening to each of his album. Yeah. And it goes from disappointment to revelation.
1: Okay, I like that. So one is absolutely disappointed. No, no, one
0: is just disappointment. Okay.
1: Two is revelation. Oh, as in it's an either-or. It's an either-or. An either okay.
0: And I would say this album is surprising and I loved it. But, he called himself Tyler the Creator, and he put all his songs in capitals on Spotify, which I don't understand. So I'll rate it as a disappointment, but I liked it.
1: Hmm. Okay. So uh, Rob gave me Idols, uh, their album Brutalism. I'll, I'll, I'll say right off the bat, like, it's, it, it was just like, yeah. Of course, Rob likes this. It's it's an angry British man yelling about things he's pissed off about with some cool, intense music in the background. First off, like, at the from the very beginning, I liked heel, but I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get into this hmm. because like it's it's not really my thing. Then the drums kicked in, and I was like, okay, and like I started like feeling like this is a good introduction. Like, this is a good first foot into this album. Like, ne- like they, they start repeating this chant. Uh, and I'm like, I am I was like getting into it. And I was like, I can, I can. It was one of those songs where I'm like, I can start singing along, despite this being the first time I've heard this. Like, yeah, that's, it's kind of like. That's a good sign. It's, not, it's got that good. What I find a lot of this band,
0: and what they don't like for reasons we'll talk about later, is that they, they coincide a lot with that early punk feel of like, shout-along kind of football chant. Yeah. Like, drinking chant, British-style, where you just, like, shout it off a simple kind of, like, line again and again. Yeah. And it's a very British thing. You see in pubs, you see it in football
1: matches. We should write something like that. Oh, we would. Why um, don't you write something I've like got that? something Even like that. Even Tarquin writes something like that. I have Mary Berry oh. write stuff like that. I'm glad... You picked up on that. And that Um, leads me to Well Done which I fucking loved. I love that song. (laughs) Mary Berry's got a job. Why don't you get a job? Well done. It's his vocal delivery is off the scale amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, he is, like, there's something, like, intense, but kind of comedic. He sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah. And it's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, that that song, like, as soon as, like, I liked Heal, I was like, okay, this is a good introduction. Well done. I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to enjoy this. But I will say, I, I really enjoyed Date Night. Uh, it, not the toot our own horn but it kind of reminded me of our energy like dogs of no nation and i like i was like i could see this influence like just this type of sound this influencing rob's uh like th- just the kind of the way you like p- put music out when we're just like playing in a room together like let's see if this works mm. um there was just something about it but it led to my my favorite song on the album, which I don't know if this one was popular or not, but Faith in the City was was my favorite. All I wrote in my notes was, there's no God in the city, Faith in the City is a banger. I really enjoyed it.
0: They have an amazing thing going with dynamics, right?
1: Mm. There's something in f- like, Faith in the City that it's like, it kept pulling me in, I was like, Oh, I like the vocals here. Oh, I really like this guitar. Oh, those drums are really and it's like they weren't all. It's like oh, these are all the same thing. It's like no. It's like the guitar's going this way, the drums going this way, the guy's singing, and then like you know he's he's doing his little like the way he sings, and then like the I'm an Aquarius bit. I get the pain in my neck because I'm like oh yeah, I can just see Rob shaking me violently like we'll do this <laughs> in the concert. We'll be I'm there. Like, yeah, like I'm like oh hell One yeah. Day. Ironically, it may have just be, been because as I was listening to "Faith in the City," I'm like, I think this is gonna be my favorite. But uh, ten t- forty nine gotho gotho oh, gotho yeah. didn't really like it. I mean, like, don't you like the bit where he goes, "My friend is so depressed. He wants you to have sex." <laughs> Honestly, I was I don't I don't really know how I felt about it. I was just like, eh, like I I could kind of give it or leave it. It's I think it was just because like I really enjoyed the previous one so much that I was like I was wanting something a bit different. I kind of wanted to keep going down the dynamic road, but I will say as a drummer, "Divide and Conquer" was a real fun listen. Um, like just the drum works really, really cool in that. Uh, like the technical skill and just like the the accent work he's doing is it's really drawing. I don't know if any just a normal listener would pick up on that, but like as a drummer, I was like. Yeah, like, Divide and Conquer is, like, the drum one. Like, if I had to pick a song to cover on drums, I would probably do Divide and Conquer. Rachel Koo was... Rachel Koo was on Oh, that. you yeah. like that bit where he goes, Rachel! Koo! Yeah, I want to say, I was like, okay. Rachel! Like, it was like, Faith in the City, real high note. Divide and Conquer, high note for me. And then it was like, I was just kind of listening to it and, like, following the flow. And then uh, we got to, like, Benzikane. And I was like, okay, all right. Like, where are, we, where are we going? Where are we going? And then at the end of came we get to White Privilege. And I wanted to say, this is, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I think White Privilege should have been the last song. Like, it, it just had a great start as, like, an ending to the album. And I was like, this is going to end on a really strong note. Uh, I, I just was enjoying it thoroughly. I was like, yeah, I, I like what he's saying. Like, this song, this hits in some places I'm familiar with and I was like, fuck yeah, like this would be a great one to ride out on. I
0: don't often get super drawn into vocal delivery,
1: but like this album
0: has such very characteristic vocal delivery where it's just like mm-hmm. such kind of like angry British shouting, but done in a mm-hmm. way that's so musical and so very good in the mm-hmm. context of the songs. Really well executed. I was often thinking about sending you one of their other later albums, which you should absolutely listen to, mm-hmm. but like This album is such a great first album, and like, Idols are an amazing band, they've got great, great albums. Their first album is a great example of just like, not out of this world experimentalism or songwriting, just great, great performances, great drumming, great guitars, great vocal performance, really well performed.
1: What I'll say is, I had a very similar (laughs) experience with the last song, as I did with 1049 God, Gotha, Gotha, whatever, is that I enjoyed the previous song so much I was ready to go in a certain direction and then it like back flipped into a different direction. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, that's, I kind of wanted to like keep the energy from White Privilege and Slow Savage is a, is a slower song. Just, I feel like it left me... It left me hanging a bit for the end of the album. Oh, overall, I enjoyed the album. My, my final take would be: I would be interested in checking out some of their newer stuff. Uh, yeah, I think definitely check out Model Village. Uh, to be fair, if you go onto
0: the band and you check out their top five popular songs, on um, they're all absolute bangers.
1: I think, I think overall, I mean, if we're going off of a, this one one way or another scale, I, I, I guess I'd say I, I would give it a tentative disappointed i want to see more of it uh which is is a good thing but it was more like out of curiosity it wasn't like i have to see more of this it was like i i'd I'd like to listen to some other stuff as well that they've done because i know you showed me a song and i really liked a few of those songs i really just really enjoyed i was like i immediately was like yeah, this one I'm gonna hit the like. This one I'm gonna hit the like. So it's on my. So if, I, if I'm shuffling my playlist, it'll just pop in and be like, "It's that one. Like, it's the one I really like from this album." Yeah. Um, but like overall, that's a package, it was kind of like it was like a, it was a mixed bag with some real nice gems in it. Um, solid. But yeah, it's no, a good yeah. But overall, it was it was a it was cool because I that is not music I look for. So it's cool seeing it and being being able to say. Oh, I actually actually really like that. Like that, this one and that one and this one. Like this is not something I would have found earlier by myself. And it's cool to listen to it. In summary, disappointed
0: and satisfied all around. Right, we which is the way to be. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? In summary, we, we like it, but you know. And that's the show. Yeah. That's the show. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us a subby. Why are you looking at me suggestively about subby? You know, cheeky handy. Give me a... Under the table.
1: <laughs> What's a subby?
0: <sighs> if you want to get in contact with the show, give us a, give us a message. Give us a, give us a line at dogsofnonation at gmail.com awesome. Check out the YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe.
1: We got three great singles on wherever you listen to music. Amazon, Spotify, iTunes.
0: Everywhere. All your favorite streaming ones. The green one. The rainforest one. The apple one. <laughs> yeah. The one in the letter. People don't usually use one. A. Q. Oh, this is the show. Get in touch with us. We'll see you again bright and early.
1: <laughs> bright and early. Bright and early. At and your a, convenience. At,
0: at your convenience in a week or two. Guangzhou time. Peace. Keep it easy. Don't get the COVID. a dub dub. Don't let the windows flood.
1: <laughs> don't, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you to Southernism. For what does that mean? It means get out of my house. Is that all you